Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. It is I, your Bravo bestie, Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A, obviously host of the Bravo Besties podcast. Believe in Bravo Besties. Take a shot every time I said the word bestie right there. Mm, it's a new world record. How are you doing? Um, I'm not too bad. Um, recently uh, went back to the other side of the country, so I am in Los Angeles Hence why there was no show last week. I know I've mentioned this before, like when I'm on a travel week, everything's just insane. So I hope you can forgive me um, for not being there for you last week. I hope I didn't blow it a la friendship contracts, Cynthia and Nini from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, We have a lot to talk about this week. Um... A little bit of Bravo tea to spill, but it ties into the two recaps we have. We have Summer House, season six, brand new season. So excited. Started off so good. And Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. The the last episode of the season, not so good. Polar opposites of each other here. We're really working on both sides of the spectrum with these shows. And it's kind of funny because if you remember... Summer House, um, the season one, like the show premiere, first episode ever, was a lead-in from Vanderpump Rules. And I remember, like, everyone hated it, and we were like, oh, we were tricked into watching this show, and it's terrible. And now it's like Vanderpump Rules is literally on its last breath, and we're like, get this crap off our TVs. We want more Summer House. We want Kyle acting a damn fool, which we will be talking about. We want Paige being Paige and will they won't they with Craig which spoiler alert we know they will we want Carl looking amazing on our screens oh less of Lindsay no offense I'm mad at Lindsay I'm gonna sound like a psycho and that's okay you know what and you can call me out on it because you're my bestie and obviously this podcast is for entertainment purposes only okay so we know this is my Bravo tea I have to spill. We know that Carl and Lindsay are a fish. They are dating. Um, and I feel like, I feel like if that weren't the case, Carl and I would have had a shot. Because if you go back a few episodes when I had Cole on, I told you how we had a wonderful conversation, Carl and me, at the Loverboy event. And I was feeling the vibes. I was picking up what he was putting down. And, uh, you know, he was seeing Lindsay at that time. So that's why nothing ever came of it. Now, listen, I don't want anyone to think he's being a creepy. Absolutely wasn't. Like, it was just a very nice conversation. I'm being an exaggerating little drama queen. But I I don't know. So many people are like, I support this relationship. And I hate to sound bitter, like a bitter Betty. But I don't. I just feel like Lindsay has not done any of the work to get herself in a place with Um, or to be in a relationship with someone like Carl who has done the work repeatedly. And, you know, I I hate to sound like a relationship expert because I'm not. I'm nothing of the sort. Um, I just have a really good relationship coach that I've learned so much from. But when you have a situation where one person has done this work to grow and evolve, a la Carl, and then you have Lindsay who 
is just blowing up at everyone every chance she can get. And I don't mean this episode because that was a serious issue she had. And she was very brave to open up about that. We'll get more into that later. But I mean, in the past, like, look at her relationship with Everett. Look at when she went out with Carl for the first time. She just, like, blows up at people. And I I do have a soft spot for that because I've seen that in the past. But bottom line, too long, didn't read of it all. If she cannot address that and work towards that, this relationship, once again, is not going to work out. It's just not. Look at James and Raquel. Um, We did get the Vanderpump Rules reunion trailer for this season. And spoiler alert, Raquel gives back her ring to James at the reunion. Now, obviously, we know they were split up, but they announced it for the first time there. Um, Another thing about James and Raquel, my whole point in bringing them up, was that in an article on E! News, she said that James asked to give her... um, or for him to get a second chance from her, for her to give him a second chance is what I'm trying to say. James asked for that. And Raquel was like, no, I already gave you a second chance. And look where that ended up. So the point is, if you are not willing to address all of your flaws and look inward and make some changes, it's not going to work with your ex. That's my TED Talk for today, okay? Free of charge, boo-boo, free of charge. Uh, can we talk about that wonderful, juicy first episode of Summer House? Yes, please. So much went down. So much went down. So we have two new cast members, Maya and Alex, I think his name is. That's terrible. Like, I think his name is Alex. I watched the episode, but like, it's just he wasn't that interesting. He really wasn't. Um, So we have a new house this season, which it's insane. Um, gorgeous. It's in Sag Harbor, the pool, the hot tub, seven bedrooms, which we finally got an upgrade on these bedrooms. I know there's always been some fights about it, but it seems like everyone's settling in really nicely. Uh, we have Andrea, who is a repeat from Winter House, which I watched two episodes of and shortly gave up on. We have Sierra back for her second season. Luke was missing from this first episode, but he's just in Minnesota. He'll be back probably chopping some wood or like riding a deer into the snow. One can only assume. One can only assume. So right off the bat, everyone notices that Carl is looking great, but he again has done the work on himself. Um, And he's telling us about all these changes he's made and he's still sober. Um, one point they get into his morning routine he meditates he runs and oh we love it we're like licking the tv screen at these points and it is here where i am reminded that i sent an embarrassing tweet to carl in 2019 oops um so do you remember when carl was like i'm carl 3.0 because he tried Carl 2.0 and didn't work out for him he tried Carl 3.0 and now at Carl um you know how like Elon Musk named his child a bunch of symbols that's what version of Carl we're on but like he's finally got it right (laughs) he god I went off there anyway so when I um tweeted Carl it said when Carl 2.0 is ready to upgrade to Carl 3.0 and I I posted a pop-up from my phone that said software update iOS 9.2 is available for your iPhone and ready to install and I put a box around later as in like if Carl's ready to upgrade I'm gonna hit later because I don't believe it back in 2019 and he tweeted me back I didn't even tag him didn't even tag him just tagged Summerhouse. he tweeted me back and he said probably just needs to be plugged into the charger and on wi-fi thumbs up 
Um, and I did tweet him, I have to say, you're a really good sport. And he liked it and retweeted it. Um, so in, in case you were wondering, Carl and I have had some sexual tension like forever. Just kidding. Um, God, you know what the embarrassing part of it is? Sorry, I just had to adjust. When I met him at that Loverboy event, I did give him my card to come on this podcast. And like on the off chance that one day he's like, yeah, I can come on. He's probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, never mind. Oh, you're weird. But that's just a chance we have to take. We have to be ourselves. You get one life, friends, and you have to live it. You do. Um, Wow. Boy, I'm on one today. Blame it on the jet lag, my friend. Blame it on the jet lag. The whole point of that was just me saying that Carl used to trigger the shit out of me the first few seasons because he was like super unavailable and had like narcissistic tendencies and treated women like shit. And then in that year, um, I just remember in March of 2019, I had gone through a terrible breakup with Pittsburgh man. Um, If you want more insight on that, you can go all the way back to my... um, episode with Kim Hasera from last year. It was a great episode. I, I talk about my Pittsburgh dating experience right at the tippity top of that because ain't no time like when you first meet someone to be like, oh, you're from Pittsburgh. I dated a guy who was shitty from Pittsburgh. Um, also, Carl's from Pittsburgh, by the way. This is going great. This episode is going so well, so well right now. Um, but yeah, beautiful episode of Summer House, chock full of drama. So we have the element of Paige and Andrea and soon to be Craig because we know that she likes the both of them. We know they had a thing on Winterhouse, her and Andrea. She kind of ghosted him. She talks about it. But like Andrea was being a little fuck boy. So like he deserved it. But he's back and he's like doing anything for Paige. He kind of seems like a side character in the movie who's like the happy-go-lucky friend who like really wants to impress the girl and you're kind of just like oh Andrea this is so not gonna end well for you because how can you compete with Craig you know things are really bad when you're like an Italian supermodel (laughs) and like Craig is really lucky he's let's put this into perspective Italian supermodel guy who took forever to become a lawyer and sews pillows from Charleston and we all as a, a collective Bravo universe gravitate towards Craig because he is absolutely adorable. And that's nothing against Andrea. That's just the fact of the matter. By the way, mine and Craig's birthdays are coming up. We are birthday twins, February 9th, Aquarians. Love that energy for us. But yeah, um, obviously later in the season, we are going to see Paige and Craig's relationship blossom, which like everyone is so excited about. I'm kind of met about it. Like, I feel like them getting together at first, I was like, yes. And then the novelty wore off for me. Like, love them separately together. I'm just like, all right, it's fine. Whatever. Cool. Send me a Christmas card, guys. I don't know. It's fine. Um, Wow. Uh, Another couple, though, who is really the center of drama on this episode are Carl. No, Kyle and Amanda. Their name's Kyle and Carl. It's like so easy to confuse their names. Kyle and Amanda. And they're having some trouble in paradise. So obviously they are still not married yet on the show. They are married in real life, but they are still engaged on the show. Um, It's like their third summer of being engaged at this point. And it's at night, you know, Kyle is being Kyle. He cannot help himself. He goes out drinking alone. 
which is so weird because like in the past he'd go out with Carl, which obviously that's not a thing anymore. Or he'd go out with like a bunch of other people. But like he's just going out by himself in the bar and like eating and like drinking and acting a damn fool. And that's so difficult to watch on Watch What Happens Live. Kyle said that he and Amanda usually watch every episode together and they watch this one apart. And I can totally see why. So Amanda's trying to call him. I think she calls him, what, like 27 times? The editors came in clutch with the lower thirds on that for him, um, for us, rather. And she obviously can't get a hold of Kyle, and she's, like, freaking out. And she goes into the bathroom, and she starts breaking all his stuff, which, like, kind of draw the line there. I get, you know, I've done crazy things, but I, I would never break someone's property unless they murdered my family or, like, I don't know, just did something really crazy. I think him going out for the night, like, frustrating, yes. Not a reason to destroy his property. Although I did agree with her bringing his bags out front. Like, that, I liked that move. That was an A-plus annoyed girlfriend move. Like, no, take your shit, you're going. Um, which, the funny part of that, the next morning when uh, Carl, god damn it, was going on his run, he was like, oh, who are these bags? Like, what are they doing out here? Like, so innocent. It was really funny. But um, Amanda calls in Paige and Ciara. They're staying in the bed where her and Kyle were. And she's like, I need to tell you guys something. You know, I'm so upset he's going out. Um, there was this thing that my parents said if, if I call off the wedding because of Kyle's drinking, he owes them all the money for the wedding. And I'm just like, whoa. You need to rethink this marriage, baby girl. But like I'm watching that saying that or I'm saying that while watching that. And meanwhile, like I did meet Kyle. He was so genuine, so down to earth. Amanda FaceTime him at the event. He picked up. He he let us FaceTime her. They look so sweet, so happy. So like you can't help but wonder how much of this is for the show. And I want to say that Summer House is drama's most bravo. Bravo's. Wow. Most dramatic like true to drama series um we can't really say that about Vanderpump Rules anymore or a lot of their other shows but I really think the drama on Summer House is almost true to life but not with this one uh, another big bombshell on the show and I'm gonna give you a little trigger warning we're talking about miscarriages and pregnancy loss so if you my bestie are unable to sit through that no harm between us, you know, no love lost. You can skip ahead. I totally understand it. She was pregnant with Jason's child from Winterhouse, and it was insane. She found that she was six weeks pregnant, went to the doctor, um, and then the next day she had a miscarriage. So when earlier at dinner, she kind of flipped out on Carl because Carl was prying about her and Jason, and she didn't want to talk about it, and she kind of screamed at him. Um, that was why, which was completely justified in that moment. Like, I, I can't imagine the heartbreak she must have been feeling, especially since we know that Lindsay really wants to be a mom and she feels like she's getting older and her time is not coming. So, yeah, that was that was difficult to watch. But I do applaud Lindsay for opening up about that. Uh, like Katie from Vanderpump Rules, I, I really applaud them for being so vulnerable about such a sensitive topic on TV because as I mentioned in the episode where I spoke about this about Katie, you never know who's going through something similar when you're watching this. You know, we watch reality TV because it's lighthearted, but it's important to bring up topics like this because so many people go through it and it's so taboo to talk about and it shouldn't be because it's just unfortunately something so many women go through. So 
thank you, Lindsay, for being so real and raw about that. Like, I truly applaud you. Let's talk about the husband. Just kidding. A little shout out to Lisa Rinna there. Let's talk about the new cast members, um, Maya and Zach. Um, I'm underwhelmed by them. That might sound really harsh. All we know about them is that Maya is supposedly Paige's friend, which like, this is the weirdest. Oh, I just knocked my elbow on the table. This is the weirdest friendship ever. Like, it seems like they're starting to get into the housewives like this is my friend thing where like they're clearly not friends and production's just like, yo, you got to bring her on the show. Like go out to coffee, 20 minutes, we're going to say you're friends now, okay? Um, yeah, because they didn't really stick around like the whole episode. They were talking on the couch and I mean that was really all we saw of them. And all we know is that um, – Oh, God. Maya is... See, this is terrible. I can't even remember their names. That's how forgettable they are. Maya was in a relationship recently um, and got out of it. And then Zach, the guy, is a personal trainer um, and likes protein and a lot of it. It was kind of weird. He's like, oh, I eat like a pound of protein. Um, I'm like, he, he had like an enormous amount of ground turkey in the kitchen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't see this going well for the two of them. I think that this, these new additions are really, they're a flop, which isn't the first time we've seen it. Like Jules was kind of a flop, but I feel like that was different because the girls kind of all banded against her, which I didn't love. But um, even Jordan, who was a flop, he was like king of the flops. He stuck around two seasons because he was polarizing. Um, and the first time that new friends were brought on, Hannah, Paige, and Jordan, it worked because they were all friends in real life. I don't remember if they even bothered to try to tie them into the current cast of the show. Like, I think they just brought them on and it was like, all right, here are these new people. Like, throw them to the wolves, have at them. And it worked. You know, I mean, obviously, Paige is the only one who stuck around from that end, but clearly that worked we had Hannah for a while and like I said king of the flops Jordan he um he stuck around for a couple seasons and Luke look at you know Luke came in I don't again I don't remember who he was tied into but he's stuck around and Andrea worked on Winterhouse so my point is brand new cast members can work these two don't no that's kind of harsh that might change few episodes down the line but so far not loving them they're gorgeous everyone who joins this show is gorgeous but they're boring they're like pretty little snoozes you know all right that's really all I have for this episode why don't we recap uh Vanderpump Rules all I have to say about this episode is that we really need to show some respect for Grandma Buttons, okay? Put some respect on Grandma Buttons' name. She came all the way to this engagement party for a disaster to happen? No. Not in front of Grandma Buttons, people, okay? Whew, all right, as usual. Ugh, let me adjust myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um... Yeah, this episode was a little bit of a disaster for a multitude of reasons. Number one, I felt really bad for Raquel because she now has to watch her engagement party for the marriage that 
completely fell apart or the engagement that completely fell apart on national TV. That cannot be easy. Number two, Sheena and Brock are the biggest losers at the beach. Sheena and Brock are the biggest losers at the beach. Oh, my God. You know what? Everyone should just take notes from Carl because he's doing it right. He's literally the only one doing it right. Um, all right. I, I, I don't again, I don't even know where to begin. Thomas had never seen such a mess in his entire life. And that is the only fitting way to describe this season of Vanderpump Rules as well as this finale. My mouth is doing things that my brain is not telling it to do. Anyway. So ultimately, Sheena and Brock decide not to get married. And by that, I mean Sheena's like, no, this is a bad idea. We're not going to do it. And at first, I was like, yes, good idea, Sheena. Like, you're learning. And then when um, they were all out to, I think it was lunch or whatever, or like the wine tasting or something like that, when Raquel and James were off in private with Lisa and they weren't there, Sheena's like, oh, my God, we got engaged. And I'm like, you idiot. You you look so dumb right now. Like and then Brock's like, yeah, we were going to get married. And everyone's like, oh, my God, look at these two morons. Why? This is just they need so much attention. They need so much attention. Literally, if this was going to be a secret ordeal and you were all for doing it, but not telling anyone and then you don't do it and you tell everyone this just demonstrates to us, the, the viewers who are so smart that you just want attention and you just were looking to make this about you. And um, Sheena, of course, had to do some lack of damage control because it really was not damage control at all. It was just like, oh my God, what's the opposite of damage control? Damage making? Damage causing? It was horrible. So, um, so literally, Sheena was like, I'm just still just so confused why it's hard for people to just be happy for me. She said this on Twitter and everyone's coming at her like, Sheena, you idiot. Like, no, stop. And then, um, Someone replied to her, if the events were rehearsed, would you like or would you just be happy for anyone getting engaged at a party Brock needed three credit cards to pay for? And then Sheena said, did we get get engaged at their party? No. And if Schwartz and Katie would have had more than a ring on a string off a property. Wow. She wasn't even typing in English at this point. Did we get engaged at their party? No. And if Schwartz and Katie would have had more than a ring on a string off property a day before my actual wedding, I would have been happy for them getting their happy ending. Yes. Our job is to film what's happening in all of our lives. You're such a liar, Camille. Um, and it's still, and the beat goes on. Hold on. Hold on. So someone else said it was their engagement party weekend. You were at a lunch given by them after an alpaca petting event planned by them. Sorry, Brock just had bad, bad timing. He could have proposed the week after, but clearly just wanted to piggyback their venue. Um, and, and someone else brought up a good point and said the week after it wouldn't have been um, filmed. And then Sheena said it wasn't given by them. It wasn't paid for by them. We all had different activities planned for filming like every trip we do. That doesn't make it any better, Sheena. At that point, you're just like trying to mooch off their filming schedule, you moron. Um, then someone said it was still on their engagement party weekend. If your friends did that on your engagement party weekend, you'd be pissed off too. Stop being so selfish. And she said, my friends got in a fist fight at my engagement party. She's just literally being a moron. Oh, and someone replied, Tom literally recorded a video of himself crying and apologizing, though. Um, and then Sheena said, and I took James and Raquel out to a very fancy dinner three days later. She is so delusional. 
She is Sonia Morgan delusional. Okay, that's the level we're at right now. I don't like to judge people, but like this is God. They're like the two biggest wannabes in the whole wide world. It's not your weekend. You don't need to tell everyone you got engaged. This isn't about you guys. Stop trying to make it about you. So there's this big fancy engagement party and something I want to bring up. uh, I was going to say bring out and bring up. Bring up is Raquel's speech because a lot of people were commenting that um, by James. So remember how she was in the window giving her speech and then James was like feeding her her lines and everyone was like, oh, she looks like she's being controlled or told what to say. Apparently, the reasoning behind it was really nice. So I'm going to read you her caption. She posted a picture of her giving her speech and she said, if you really knew me, you would know that public speaking is my biggest fear. I put myself in an uncomfortable position so I can challenge myself and become a better speaker. You'll see me give a toast on tonight's episode, which I was so terrified to do. I had major writers block the week leading up to the party. James helped me come up with something nice to say and we wrote it down on my phone. But then when it was time to give my speech, I was in a dilemma because between the microphone and the wine glass, I didn't have an extra hand to read my notes. It might have seemed funny, but James was there to support me and help me through my speech. I'm tearing up writing this because although we are not together anymore, I really could count on him for moral support during challenging times like this one, which I think was a beautiful sentiment from her. I don't think they were good together, but like it just was beautiful for her to acknowledge that. Um. And seeing that play out on TV, getting a little more insight into the moment, I really appreciated her sharing that with us. Like I said, it had to be really difficult to watch the what could have, what it could have been of it all um, unfold, especially seeing her on TV. Like, I'm so happy. Like, we're getting married. This is our party. And seeing the the parents be like, oh, we're going to be in-laws or whatever. Or like um, Raquel's mom was like, James, my son-in-law. And like, then there was Grandma Buttons, the Grandma Buttons of it all. Um, so yeah, just really upsetting to, to just have to imagine what Raquel's going through. And I'm sure James to a certain extent, um, he liked one of my comments, by the way. So my friend, Sir Rules, Zaria, again, if you haven't listened to the episode I've done with her, that's really interesting. You should check it out. She posted a recap of the show and was like, what are your thoughts? And I thought that Brock was being an asshole and should... Like when it came to Lala spilling about Sheena and Brock's engagement and almost wedding to James, I thought Brock was being an asshole about it. I don't agree with what Lala did. I would not have told them. It wouldn't have been my business to tell them or my place to tell them, especially during their event. I wouldn't want to ruin their time. But the way Brock was just like, there goes Lala Kent. She has to ruin it all. I'm like, no, 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 no. She's not the one who had this dumbass idea of mooching off someone's venue to get engaged. You need to take ownership for that, stupid man. You really do. This is not her problem. So I commented on um, Zaria's page. I was like, Brock got mad at Lala for his shitty idea. Make dumb plans, get dumb results. Which, um, by the way, now I realize the saying I was looking for was play stupid games, win stupid prizes. But, you know, I made up my own saying, which is totally fine. Um, And James actually liked that. So I don't know. I have a newfound respect for him, even though it's like minuscule. It's like a little bebe respect. Um, The way that it all unfolded with Lala telling him and him confronting Brock, he wasn't loud. He didn't get angry. He was calm, and I think he had every right to stand up for himself in that moment. 
And for anyone who wants to completely blame Lala for all this, I say you also can't because Raquel and James were mad that um, Sheena and Brock didn't tell them about the engagement at all, too, because they're all supposed to be friends and they felt left out. And Sheena was like, oh, save the best for last. Like, no, you dumbass. God, her and Brock are a stupid match made in Stupidville. I can't. They need each other at this point. They're like the the needy attention. It's all about me, family. I don't know. I really don't have an ounce of respect for the either of them, especially after last night. And then, of course, Lala and Ariana go at it in the engagement party because, you know, Tom's getting mad at her. But, like, Ariana's doing her weird baby voice again, like, which is, like, so weird. I don't know. Like, part of me finds it really hysterical when she does that. And then part of me is like, ooh, Ariana, what are you doing? You look really cringy right now. Um, And then also, here's the funny part. James's mom walks up to, I think it's Katie and Ariana, who are just like sitting at the table. Like, this is before Ariana was fighting with Lala. And she's like, this is their engagement party. Um, like, what are you doing? And it's like clear she just wanted her 15 seconds like on the screen. Like, oh, 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 I haven't been on TV as much. Like, I better get up there. I'm James's mom. I need attention. I don't know. It was just a lot of. It was a lot. So that's really the season finale. Um, yeah, I don't know. We got a bar and a sandwich shop and a bunch of engagements and some babies. And that was the season. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. I'm going to hang it up on that because there's just we can't even unpack everything with Vanderpump Rules. It's like, you know, when you're unpacking from a vacation, you're like, did I even bring this? That's what the show feels like, to be quite honest with you. Um, I saw a meme also because you know how earlier in the show it was like I said that Summer House is the new Vanderpump Rules. I saw a meme that was a tribute to American Horror Story Coven and it said when one supreme dies another rises or something like that and it was Vanderpump Rules was the one dying in Summer House rising. So I I agree with that. But um, I hope you will join me for another episode next week. And remember, as always, you can follow me at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A on TikTok and Instagram. Um, also have a spicy reel coming out later tonight, I think, about how much it costs for James and Raquel to have their engagement party at that crazy venue because I have a friend who looked there. So stick around for that one. Um, and follow Believe at Believe Podcast and Believe Pop Culture. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. If you're feeling nice, which I hope you are. Just leave a pretty little review on iTunes. Rate me five stars. Tell me I looked cute today. Maybe not necessarily that. Um, And subscribe. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye, babe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.